Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, Hawks fans. Your boy Bryce Lewis back at it again for another Believe in Hawks episode. We are back. I know it's been a while. It's been about over a week since I've posted anything. Hawks preseason's wrapped up. Been actually moving, guys. Got a new job, so I'm actually in the transition. I'm at my parents' house again right now. About to eventually move into my apartment, hopefully by the end of the week, and then I can maybe start getting back on more of a regular schedule. But I had to get this episode out because a lot of us happened. Ayaka Kangu has been feeding families, and now he's going to feed his family for the next four years, the next four-year extension of the Atlanta Hawks. Plus, also, Hawks opening day game against Charlotte as they go to Charlotte to take on the Hornets. That's going to be a game we got breakdown. And then we also going to talk about things we saw from the preseason. A lot of impressive things came out of the preseason for the Atlanta Hawks. So all of this is what we're going to talk about today on Believe in the Hawks. So I appreciate you guys tuning in and giving me a chance to be a part of your day. If you don't have to, that's why I'm always honored if you pick me to be a part of, you know, your, your podcast listening experience, especially for all Hawks fans. Or if you're an NBA casual who just loves the game and loves hearing different uh, standpoints and point of views. If you want to follow me on social media, follow me. At Brycey underscore 2K. If you see at the bottom of your screen, you're watching me on YouTube. And for my audio listeners, it's B R I C E Y underscore 2K. If you want to follow me on there, follow my Hawks and Falcons takes if you're also a Falcon fan as well. Like I said, we got a lot to talk about as the Hawks opening day game is upon us. By the time y'all see this episode or hear this episode, it will be the day of. So we're going to go ahead and get into that as they open up against the Hornets. In a game that obviously I think a lot of people think the Hawks should win. Um, Hornets are not expected to be a really good team this year, which, you know, they weren't last year realistically, but, you know, they, they got, I mean, they have guys. Like, Charlotte has talent. It's just, you know, you don't really think a lot of Charlotte usually because of the fact that they have the issues of Milo Bridges and how that's being portrayed in the media. You know, you have, you have, LaMelo, he's the star of the team. He's a good player, but, you know, people question his desire for the game. But, oh, and then, you know, I mean, you don't know. Charlotte could be better than what we expect. They could be fighting for a playing spot. We don't know. And at the end of the day, for Hawks fans, I'll say this. We lost to, we lost to Charlotte. I believe We lost to Charlotte last year. But we lost the season series, I think, to Charlotte last year. And one thing... You know, that that I think was big is that we can't come into this game thinking this should be a cakewalk. We need to come into this game ready. We need to come into this game looking to be determined. And I think they will be. I think this team is more focused than the last few. I, I really I really have a lot of, of, of hype. I have a lot of expectations. And I have a lot of you know, excitement for this season. You know, I, I think Quinn Snyder has those guys focused. I mean, you can see it from preseason games. Jalen Johnson looked like he's going to be incredible this year. I mean, they're 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 allowing him to truly grow into his role, grow into his skill set, grow into his talent, and develop it. And that's something Quinn Snyder has mentioned multiple times. It's about development, a foundation, practice, training. He's mentioned it so many times in interviews, and it's and it's so refreshing to hear a coach who talks about attention to detail. And so I'm going to be very curious in the Charlotte game. How, what, what is the Hawks' attention to detail? And the thing about Charlotte last year, and I think two games especially, we basically just got into high-scoring matchups where they were able to get a lead on us, and they dropped like 130, 140 on us. And it's like, we can't be – if Charlotte's supposed to be one of the worst teams in the league, we can't be letting them score 140 on us. 
And I think that's going to be something that's also of more emphasis this year for this team. Quinn Snyder's talked about it defensively. Capella, he's talked about it. A lot of guys have talked about defensively. We have to make that commitment. We have to be committed to playing defense because you can't let last year happen. The thing is, Hawks can probably score with any team in the league. But if you don't play defense, you're going to be right back where you were last year, where the Hawks situation, if you weren't scoring, you weren't going to stop the other team, regardless of who you were playing. Guys were going to have career nights, and that is what resulted in some of those bad losses as the season went on, especially under Nate McMillan. So I feel really hope for the Hawks, they come out with more attention to detail, focus, uh, and also a better uh, defensive intensity to start to start the season. Luckily, the last few season openers for the Hawks have actually gone really, really well. I I think the Hawks have won like the last like three, four, five season openers. So usually they've done pretty well. I don't even think maybe. Yeah, I mean overall they've they've been pretty good in season openers. So this and this is like I said a team that you know you're on the road. So this is also a good road test to start the year. We'll see what what that Charlotte crowd is looking like for that game, but. I'm, I'm excited to see what the guys do. I'm excited to see Trey Young, how he how he continues his progression within the, Snyder, with the system. I'm excited to see all the things that they've worked on in training camp and in the preseason and seeing it now kind of really reveal itself. You won't show everything in the first game, but you're going to show some things in that game that a lot of people are going to want to be able to see to just to understand, you know, what is this Atlanta Hawks team going to become this year? What What is the expectation? What should we expect as a fan base from these guys. And so I'm really excited to see what they do with Charlotte. You know, like I said, if they come out, dominate, hey, that's fantastic. That's great. You know, you could say that's what they're supposed to do, everything under the sun. It's just a good start to the season and maybe a good start to maybe what could become a better or greater season than what maybe some people's expectations are. Um, You know, I'm excited to see rotations. I'm excited to see you know, what Quinn Snyder's vision of this team is. And like I said, this is just game one of, of 82. So you're, like I said, you're not going to see everything now, but you will see more as time goes on. And like I said, tomorrow or, you know, when this game is played, you know, when you whenever you're, whenever you're listening to this, it's going to be really important to really just sit there and really, you know, embrace what you're going to be seeing this year. I think you're going to see more team basketball. I think you're going to see great ball movement. I think Quinn Snyder, get up threes or score at the rim. He's pretty much a shoot, drive, or pass guy. Make quick decisions. Keep pressure on the defense. Defense has to continue to work work harder to be able to stop the Atlanta offense and then get back and commit on defense on the other end, get stops that can create transition. Because one thing I also think will improve a lot under Quinn Snyder this year is the transition. One thing about the Hawks is they've never been a transition juggernaut even though they've had a lot of really good transition players. And this year, I really think the Hawks might be a really strong transition team. You got shooters like Bogey and Bay. You got guys like Jalen Johnson who can catch alleys. Ayaka Kongo can catch alleys. Clint Capella can catch alleys. You know, Trey, he'll be moving on, on, on those on those fast breaks. He won't. Because Trey Young, you know, somebody pointed this out the other day. The fast breaks, he sometimes likes to slow it down instead of really pushing it. Quinn's going to be like push, 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 push. And so whether he has the ball or doesn't have the ball, I think Trey's going to be able to make plays off of that. Jalen Johnson, you're, we all know, is going to have opportunities to push the ball off of that. Jajante Murray, other things like that. So there's going to be a lot of good things that I'm going to be looking forward to seeing in this game against the Hornets that I want to see how the Hawks execute and how the Hawks do against them and them. Like I said, they they have guys, you know, that that are 
you know, that, that it can play. Like I said, this is the NBA. You never want to take any team lightly. You never want to assume that you can just pretty much have your way with any NBA team. You know, for the Hornets, they, you know, we, we see the debut of uh, Brandon Miller, uh, their, their top draft pick from this year's draft class. A lot of expectations around him. So I know people are going to be really excited to see what what they look like, what he looks like against the Hawks. That'll be a good matchup for DeAndre Hunter, Bay, and uh, Jalen Johnson. You know, they so that's going to be obviously like I said, Lamelo, Miles Bridges is coming back. We'll see how how that looks. You know, Terry Rozier has been a guard who has actually uh, been a bit of in the thorn side of the Hawks the last couple of seasons. So he's going to be a guy that they also have to keep an eye on. You know, Cody Martin. You know the other the other Martin brother, you know Frank Nikina, which I think, but he, I think he's actually hurt right now, so he probably won't play against us. Ish Smith, Gordon Hayward, PJ Washington. You know, like I said, like like the Hornets got players, so we don't need to take this game lightly. We don't need to take this game as a we should easily wipe the floor with them. Listen, the Hawks need to show me they should wipe the floor with them. You know what I'm saying? Right, right now, I feel like if any Hawks fan who is cautiously optimistic about this team is it is for good reason. We got to see it first before I can say, yeah, we should be able to do this. You know, I'm glad some fans just have a lot of confidence. Me, I'm a guy, I got to see it first. I And what I've seen so far is telling me that we're going to get some, some, some highlights. We're going to get some really good basketball from this team. And we're going to see a lot of improvement from the last two years. But I have to see it first before making a determination like that. So I'm going to be really excited to see what they do an opening day game against the Charlotte Hornets Wednesday before having their home opener against the Knicks on Friday, Trey Young's rival, the New York Knicks coming to Atlanta. Obviously, you know, that'll be a big game just in general because of the history between the two teams. And that obviously that's, and that's, a, and that's a team that I've seen a lot of people posting their preseason or before the regular season starts rankings. And a lot of people have the Hawks and Knicks right next to each other in their rankings. People think they're going to be maybe the equal, an equal team potentially in record and maybe an equal team in general. So that's obviously something that we're going to keep an eye on as this is the first matchup of the season series that on Friday with the Knicks and the Hawks. We're going to go into, I'm going to go into my predictions for this team. Um, you know, to, to cap this off, as we're talking about the opener, but now we got to talk about overall expectations. Uh, and I said this in an interview, I mean, not an interview, but a podcast I did with Eric, uh, Nick Andre. Y'all go check his pod out. It's on my Twitter. You know, Nuts and bolts. I said that I think this team should be a top five seed. DeJounte said play-in is not an option. The Hawks have came into this year with like, we want home court in the first round. We want to be a top seed. We don't want to be in play-in. And they haven't really said that in a while. And it reminded me of, remember the Hawks after that seven-game series because the Boston Celtics with Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Kate, uh, and Paul Pierce, and then Joe Johnson, and then came back next year, and Mike Bibby came back, and they were like, "We want a top four seed," and I think they got a top four seed the next year. If I'm if I if I'm correct, I could be wrong. I believe they did get a top four seed the next year because they wanted home court and they were committed to getting it. They put in the work for it and they got it because they wanted home court advantage because they saw how important home court was and they knew that they were also one of the best home court teams in the league at that time. I think the Hawks also, if you think about a lot of their playoff runs, they have never had home court advantage their entire time under Trey Young. Trey Young has not had one series where he's had home court advantage. Every series they've started on the road. Playoff run, Eastern Conference Finals. 
Knicks were the higher seed that year. The year afterward, Heat were the higher seed. The year after that, Boston was the higher seed. This They want to change that. They want to be able to be a home court advantage team for at least one round because of how big home court can be in the NBA. And obviously, as you establish this throughout the year, we'll see how good this team will be at home as the regular season plays on. So overall, I, I think this team can be a top five uh, seed. Uh, I, I think they're really going to put in the work to do it. And sometimes, like people say, regular season, man, if you just put in more effort, that can get you games. Because the regular season, you know, it's a long season. Not every team is going to have it turned on every night. It's just part of, you know, the game. It is. I mean, you know, not, you're not, everybody's not going to have it turned on every day. And that's okay, though, because at the end of the day, as long as you – the identity and the culture that you want to set for your team, as long as you have that in place by the time the playoffs start – I would always say you're probably in good position because now you know who you are and you know, regardless of what happens, this is what we're going to do. And that's the type of establishment you want to have. If you want to take that next step as the Hawks want to this year, going into the season. So the Hawks have a lot of uh, high expectations. I have high expectations. I think there'll be a home court advantage team and we'll see where that takes them. And I I actually think they'll get out of the first round this year. They haven't done that the last couple of years. I think they will. Now, how far they'll go, we'll have to see. We know right now people believe Boston and the Bucks are like the two best teams in this league, and or in the Eastern Conference at least. And so that's going to be who the Hawks have to go through, plus obviously Cleveland, Knicks, 76ers, depending on what happens with the Harden situation, all of those things. So overall, there's a lot of things that are going to be answered for us this year for this team, but there's also a lot of excitement. The vibe is different. A lot of players – have said the vibe is different, the energy is different, everything feels different. And when you have that energy and the team is saying it, it kind of tells you where they felt like they were the last couple of years. And now coming with this new with a new vision, a new culture set by Quinn Snyder and his coaching staff. And they feel very strongly about it. Trey Young has been out there talking about how excited he is, how 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 he's been talking to Quinn throughout the offseason. And I think everything they've been building through training camp, through the offseason before training camp, and preseason, now going into the regular season, it's going to be really, it's going to be a very fascinating sight to see what this team just turns into. Like, like, like there are some people who are actually high in the media about the Hawks as well. Uh, I think Black Lowe on his pod talked about how he thinks the Hawks are going to be really good this year. Um, you know, Kevin O'Connor, I know he's been making some waves. He's been weirdly positive about Hawks players. And he's a guy who's traditionally kind of the Hawks fans came out and kind of down Trey young, especially. So for him to say that is like, Hmm, interesting. But overall, I think, but there's also some people in the media who don't think the Hawks are going to be anything. And listen, the Hawks are not that brand that they can just wake up and then everybody just thinks they're going to be good. They got to go out there and prove it. And that's what I think they're going to do. And I think I'm excited to see what they look like. Like I said, starting game one against the Charlotte Hornets. So now we got to get into some news with the Hawks. Ayaka Kangu signing a four-year extension, $62 million a year. Not a year. Over the length of his contract. Oh, that'd be crazy. But it's $62 million in as a whole. 
And this is honestly a steal for the Hawks. The Hawks, I think you have to only count for nine, basically nine to ten percent of the cap now because of this contract, which is a, is a steal of a deal. Because Yeka Kongu could have held out. He could have waited till next year. He probably would have got more money. I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, you'd ever say every agent is supposed to get his client the most money, unless the player just really wants to be somewhere. And I think Ayaka Kongu signing his contract, what this means to me more than just, just him signing a good deal, is, is that Ayaka believes in what's being built here. He believes in Quinn Schneider. He believes in what the player is around. He believes in all of those things to take a pay cut like that. DeJounte mentioned it earlier when he took a pay cut that people thought that he wasn't going to take, that he thought he was going to play this year out and test free agency. And he took less than what people were, were expecting. He took what people consider a team-friendly deal. And the front office has been putting in work in regards to that. So shouts out to them for being able to do that. But overall, you know, Ayaka getting signed to that contract, I think raises the question now of what does this mean for the center position in the future? Now, obviously, Clint Capella seems to be slotted in as the starting center when this season starts. But a lot of people are saying you've extended you've extended Ayaka. So clearly, you're planning on him being the center of the future. So what does this mean for Clint Capella? Now, we've heard a lot of trade rumors around him. Memphis just lost Steven Adams. So that's going to be a question that people are going to ask. Are the Hawks going to potentially, if Memphis doesn't like their center position right now, is Clint Capella a potential target? But Dallas Mavericks have been in the conversation as well. Is that a potential target? Um, you know, maybe other other teams might pop up for Clint Capella. I mean, one thing about Clint Capella is as much as we, 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 we like people crap on him, He's still one of the best rebounders in the game. And he's a good shot blocker. He he's a guy, and he's a good roll guy. He's a good pick and roll guy for alleys. He he pretty much is just a solid traditional NBA center or prehistoric center, as some people want to call him. And that's why he always will have value to teams because of that. His biggest issue is that he he's pretty much is what he is. He's not going to get any better than what he is. He doesn't really have a game offensively. I mean, outside of I mean, he could do the occasional post up. But, you know, he's not – his job on a daily, nightly basis is not to give you 20. If Clint Capella gives you 20, about eight of those eight of those shots are dunks <laughs> and a couple are free throws. Like, he's not out here putting in a bag on offense to get that – to get those types of points. And sometimes that is and, – and, and that's honestly what you want is that he can give you that 20-rebound game and give you a couple of block shots and really be the anchor of your defense. But with Yekka Kongu, it's different. Yekka Kongu has a bag offensively. He, he's worked on his dribbling because he, he's going to be playing more away from the rim, too, because of the fact he's added a three-point shot. He also can hit the mid-range, which is something he added to his game last year. And then he also can score around the rim. If you watch the Yaka Kongu, he has great touch around the rim, and he's a pretty decent to solid uh, free-throw shooter. He's he's worked on his game, and it and it just feels like a Yaka Kongu has so much potential and so much there that it's just exciting to see what he'll turn into. It's exciting to see what he will become in that regard. You know, Ayeka, I feel like, could become one of the best centers in the NBA in the Quinsider because of the, 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 the commitment to him. He's willing to take coaching. He's gotten better year after year, and that's ultimately what you want. Plus, also, here's one of the issues that some people had a concern with Ayeka Kongu. Ayeka Kongu's 6'9". Apparently on NBA.com and other places they're making him a 6'10". Did he grow an inch? Maybe. We have no clue. 
Could it just be a lie? Sure. Who 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 knows? But he's not the tallest guy in the world in terms of in the in the within the bigs, especially him being a center. One thing about this is this what Quinn Snyder is doing. He's helping to build with the one shot because the one thing is Ayako Kong was a little bit deceptive. You know, he's very deceptive. He's, he's very deceptively fast. He's 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 at least quicker than what you think. And I think that's why he's been trying to develop more of this bag. It's because if he because he wants to be able to take people off the dribble. Because you never know. Somebody tries to close out him on the three-point line, he can take him to the rim. Most centers, some centers can't do that. They're pretty much there at the top of the key. They're useless. They're just there to set up a play. Ayaka may be able to set up a play or be able to take you out the top of the key. That's something, again, that adds to just the element of what kind of player he can be and why I think he has so much potential in this league. And so it'll be interesting to see the evolution of the center position. What happens to Clint Capella and what happens to Yaka Kangu? Does Yaka Kangu finish games at times? You know, when Stiders came out and made it seem like that, listen, things can, you know, we're not afraid to make those changes. If someone's playing well, we need to finish the game when we'll finish the game with him. So we'll see if he actually does that. We'll see if he does that. But, you know, Yaka Kangu, man, he, 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 I'm, I'm excited he's back. He's one of my favorite Hawks players. And I'm excited to see what he grows into for us in the next four years uh, with this extension and, and just showing us what he could become and how dangerous he could be uh, as, as a Hawks starting center for years to come. Great lob partner for Jalen Johnson and also probably can become a very great lob partner for Trey Young. Because I know some people have talked about you always need that big when you do that pick and roll, that great partner. And Clint Capella has been good for Trey, but I think with a yuck at Kongu, it can even get to the next level. So I'm excited to see what that turns into with this team. Now we got to talk about Shadiq because he was the other guy who had to hit a deadline Monday uh, on signing a contract, and he did it. Shadiq's coming into this year, year, contract year, so he's planning to have a big year. What we've seen from the preseason so far looks like he's going to have a big year. He's made some improvements to his game. He's scoring more in the paint, especially because, again, Quinn Snyder, again, wants guys to either drive or shoot threes. And I think Shadiq used to take mid-ranges last year that I think sometimes were not the best shots for him. And now he's not going to be taking that anymore, especially, again, because your coach wants you to drive or take threes. So I think Shadiq may show us a lot this year and really might show us growth this year from last year. And, and especially in the contract year, you know he's looking to ball out because of that. So then my question will be, what, what is going to be Shadiq's future here? It's highly unlikely to me Unless, again, they're able to get Shadiq on a team-friendly contract, which I don't know if they're going to be able to get. But you're not probably going to pay DeAndre Hunter, Shadiq Bay, and Jalen Johnson. Because Jalen Johnson also was up for a contract next year. The only difference is, is Jalen Johnson is still technically a year out from the actual reagency. But you want to maybe try to get a deal locked up with him. Shadiq will actually be a restricted free agent next year. And one of the top forwards on the market next year. I mean, I've heard Shadiq wanting maybe north of 20. And that's a steep number for a guy who, it seems like he'll be the starting four this year for us. So he's a starter, you know, but at the same time, and listen, with the contracts with Jante Murray and Yeka Kongo is giving no more flexibility, potentially maybe be able to offer that. But I could see the Hawks maybe not wanting to pay that right now because of the fact that 
there are other decisions that they have to look at. This team could change. Listen, we could be saying right now they can't come close on a number, but Clint Capella could be moved. You free up some money there. You don't know what other roster moves might be made. And then maybe we, that increases the likelihood of Shadiq coming back. I mean, I feel like Shadiq fits the Quinn Snyder system perfectly. I think he's perfect for Quinn Snyder and what he wants to do. So I think it'll be interesting to see what that ends up being like for him. I think he's going to play this season. I think he's going to have a great year for us. I'm really excited to see what he'll do because when he played stretch four last year, he really saw this offense take that next step. I think the offense worked the best just because also people forget Shadiq shot 40, over 40% when he got traded here. And one of the reasons is because of Trey Young, because Trey Young is such a great playmaker. He can make shots and give you easy shots to other guys. And I think that's something that Quinn Snyder definitely wants to try to continue this year. And so I think Shadiq may have a really big year as a starter for us. And so, you know, and that's going to put pressure on the Hawks. Like a team, a team might be willing to give him 20 and, and see if we're willing to match. Because at the end of the day, with the free agency, it's just a matter of is are the teams going to offer something that you can't match? And in the NBA, you pretty much know what a team can match, which is the max contract that they can give you. We can pay him more at the end of the day, but we probably are not going to want to give him more than what another team's going to want to give him, especially in yearly value. So it will be interesting to see what that looks like because Shadiq will probably be one of the most highly sought after forwards next year in restricted free agency. So I'm, I'm, I am curious to know what the contract negotiates are like after the season. I expect she to have a big season coming up and we'll, we'll have to again, see what happens. And then, obviously, I know people are going to wonder about DeAndre Hunter. I know a lot of people right now are down on him. A lot of people feel like we need to get off of him, get off his book contract. He's not going to be the player that we thought he was going to be. Listen, I've said this. Under Gwen Snyder, I'm not going to make any judgments on these guys until I see them play a good handful, chunk of games under Quinn Snyder in this system, in this coaching, in this development. Because then you'll know who ain't probably meant for this team and who is. You know, like, there's some good things we saw from DeAndre in preseason that we didn't see the last couple years under him. And that turned some people's heads. So again, we don't know what he's going to look like this year with the Hawks under Quinn Snyder. So we can't make any rash judgments on him so quickly. So, I mean, overall, I think they have some, like I said, contract decisions they have to make, but they'll make that decision after the season's over and we'll see what the season holds for the Hawks. But overall, like I said, the season's about to begin. I'm excited for Hawks basketball right now. I'm excited to to be able to, you know, really cover this team for you guys. This is actually my fourth year covering the team. First year on Believe. Um, Shout out to them. And so I'm excited. And I I think this is one of the most excited I've been going into a year. I know the year after East Coast Final Year was a very exciting time. But I feel like this year is exciting because I think this is the first year that I think we we have the coaching in place and we have players that want to grow, who want to get better, who want to develop, who want to improve. And, I, and I'm excited to see the growth of a lot of these guys. When you have a lot of young players on our, on our team like we do, man, like you're really seeing these guys grow up before your eyes. So, you know, it, it just means more. You have more of an attachment to the players because of that. So I'm, I'm just really, truly excited to see what this is going to look like for us when it's all said and done and everything. So really excited for the Hawks. 
I'm I am going to predict the Hawks win one twelve. I'll say one twelve to to one hundred over the Hornets tomorrow. Uh, they could maybe score more points. I mean, it could be a higher scoring game, but I mean, overall, hundred points. You score over one hundred ten. I mean, I think you, I think the Hawks win pretty comfortably tomorrow, but we'll have to see. Like I said, we have no idea it's opening day. Like I said, Charlotte is at home. You never know; they might get an energy rush from the crowd. Hawks got to get ready to play. They got to be focused. I want to see how focused they are coming out, attention to detail, and I want to see that bag that Quinn Snyder got with these guys and see what his team really can show us and really decide to build that confidence and faith. Not only for me, but everybody within the Hawks fan base who's excited for the season, excited to see what is this team going to look like and what is this team going to be going into this season and how dangerous is this Hawks team going to be? Like I said, all of that hopefully will be answered as time goes on. But before I let you guys go, I just want to remind you guys again, don't forget to follow me on social media at Bryce underscore 2K. Also, if you're listening to me on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like the video. Share it with your friends. Let people know this is the number one Hawks podcast out there. Also, if you're listening to me on audio, also leave a review on the podcast, leave a comment. All of that is very much appreciated. Again, once again, Thank you for being a let me being a part of your day and talking some Hawks basketball with you. And if you're a casual NBA fan, I enjoy you just talking. Hey, we just we we out here just doing hoops, man. We out here talking hoops. So, you know, I definitely love everybody's comment. What are you? Uh, some questions for you guys. Leave in the comments. What do you think? What are your expectations for the Hawks? What record do you think they're going to finish with? I think they'll finish with at least 47, 48 plus wins. What 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 do you have an end season result? How confident are you in this team this year? If you want to give me that feedback, drop it down below in the comments. Definitely want to interact with you guys more. So, you know, it's, like I said, man, we let's go ahead and get some Hawks basketball going. You know, and we're we going to be out here. <laughs> yes, sir. Out here, baby. Doing it big, man. So, thanks, your boy. It's your boy, Bryce Lewis. See you next time.